What's poppin' great people of the world? This is on the lockout. Today we got daily facts. One of the main reasons why you're not gonna hear any beat or things like that happening in this episode is because one, these companies or music or whatever it is, a lot of times it's not the actual artist. It is like Warner or what have you. People tell you, hey, you can use this beat, it's free, whatever. If you're using beats that don't belong to you, right? As content creators, we tend to do that a lot. We steal, <laughs> right? If you want to call it that. But when somebody says it's a free beat, you expect it to be, oh, I, I can use this. It doesn't always seem to be the case at hand. Uh, oftentimes it may rock somewhere for free and you might get away with it with using it. And then another time you go use it and you're being slayed and you're being hit uh, with penalties and they want money and so forth. So I decided that today I wasn't going to let no one take my shine. <laughs> and I was just going to do it raw dog. So a lot of people that tune into our show actually like it that way. And don't want the extra beats playing and all this other crazy sh And I understand that. So let's get right into it. Welcome to On The Lockout. If it's your first time here, uh, do something. Download the episode, comment. I'm getting into all the comment section on the audio podcasting situations. Uh, we're trying to refrain from all the crying and <laughs> stuff that we get into but even that little sound can give you a bad uh trigger some sort of uh response from a company saying oh that baby they're crying it's not your baby it's actually me so that's why i incorporated these sounds by now i'm pretty sure you figured out somebody so it's my voice so i think after sunday all effects and sounds are going to be coming from my beautiful voice for those of you that are interested in just listening to <laughs> Warpathy. So with that being said, I was talking to Van today. I'm pretty sure you guys know who Van is. Van is a guy that is a prison murderer. Um, he's killed several people. Now, nah, I'm just kidding. Listen, Van is a good dude, man. Van is like a dude that was with me in the state penitentiary, came home, um, was working, changed his life, was a member of the almighty Latin king and queen nation and decided that, hey, I no longer want to be a part of that. Now, you know, he, he fell back. He's a fallback guy, <laughs> respectfully, right? And I say that with all good sense of the word. Uh, he's my friend. He's like a dude I talk to from time to time. We don't talk as much as we should, and sometimes that gets me mad. But everybody has a life. Right? And not that I be hitting him like so much, but I feel like people should be hitting me more, right? But who the fuck am I, right? Mm. So we was talking about when we make content and how what you say can affect other people. And the fact that he also refrains just like I do. And we have a lot of similarities as far as content creation goes. Well, go figure, like... I did talk to Van and talk him into like kind of sort of, yeah, you can say that, like talk them into like making content, like prison content. He didn't want to do that. He wanted to do some uh, la, 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 like regular stuff, you know, like vlogging, going around in his motorcycle, evil, Knievel stuff. <laughs> and uh, 
I was like, bro, nobody's listening to super positivity. As sad as it may be, even Jesus went to the ghetto to get devilish people and bring them back. And in order to do that, I'm pretty sure he had to play that same, like, yo, what up? I'm Jesus. You know what I mean? Respectfully. So you got to give them the bad, the fucked up, the most gruesome shit that there is in order for them to tune in to then say, psych, <laughs> Jesus sent me, baby. And I'm here to tell you, you must change your life or you're going to die. Right? And that's always the goal and the message for people to do the right thing. But bottom line is he made a video about this dude that was transgender and he was king. But not only was he king before, he was blood. And I was a little tight at the video because I was like real kings or people that were involved in the Almighty Land King Nation shouldn't be telling stories like that that make us look bad. But in a real world, people will want to hear that, like the real stuff. Like, yo, tell us the gritty, the grimy, the shit This happened. There's no good. Because I know that you guys weren't like the guardian angels. Like, this is not a Boy Scout club. This is the almighty Latin king and queen nation. And we could be good and we can also get super bad. With that being said, the guy reappears. Or somebody tries to pass off like it's him in the comment section. Or tries to hide that it's him, let me say. And it's like, yo, bro, maybe you should take that video down. Homeboy's home, plus the LGBT community is going to get at you, boo. All reasons why Van should take the video down. Me, on the other hand, I straight up told Van, like, Van, you know what? I thought that way, too. I wasn't even ever going to fuck with you ever again. I wasn't ever going to talk to you again. Because I looked at it like, yo, Van, I just made a video talking about that real kings or dudes that was king. Don't tell stories like that, bro. Like, making us look bad. And if that story exists, let somebody else tell it. It's not the place of a king or someone that at one time left in good standards from such a high-profile and beautiful nation as that to be telling. But then again, that's just my take. I'm Warpath. He's Van. He goes out, tells the story, what have you. So we was talking about it, how it affects people, how it affects the person that actually we're talking about. Oftentimes we make content and we don't think about the other individuals, which could lead to someone really getting hurt. Your video, the power of word, it always goes back to the power of word. I know that by now, if you watch content on that part of YouTube, which is the dark side of YouTube, right? Which we started calling it the dirty section of YouTube, which we've always said that, which we've always said the power of word. Hassan Ramble comes on and just snatches all our sayings and starts saying them. The same thing with the, or you can finish him, right? And now people think like, Hassan invented this because in other people's viewers or people that watch this content, he has a bigger platform because numbers are deceiving. So that is your take. He's the one that's really out there. He's the one that's in all the platforms. No, respectfully, they're just on YouTube. They just found out that you can get a Spotify deal. They just found out that you could take your audio and place it on other platforms and generate double the income. They just found out all these things. I am the whistleblower. 
and I'm putting these people in their spots. So the founder, <laughs> again, right? Because we got to say with a little swaggity, right? Because we do feel good about what we do. We trendsetters here on the lockout. And you guys that tune into us is the lockout gang, lockout fram. You already know what it is, baby. <laughs> So, I'm pretty sure you get the message and you get the idea on what's really taking place. So, we say that when no showing off, no malice. It's just facts, bro. And it can get tiring when you hear a dude and you work so hard to make your content. And out of nowhere, you've been like saying a certain phrase or words like, you know, we have to focus on the power of word. It's all about the power of word, you know. And then some other dude just comes out of nowhere and starts saying it consistently. And then in the comment section, somebody hits me like, bro, you're copying from Hassan Campbell. Bro, you just got here and you just started watching and you're seeing numbers and not understanding the Internet. By the grace of God, On The Lockout is featured on over 600 major and audio streaming platforms. And I'm being humble with a lower number. This is a facts. This is not maybe. And then you got like certain trolls that are like, bro, I didn't even know 600 platform exists. I didn't even know you exist. Like, bro, who are you? Like, first understand the Internet. And then you can comment. Other than that, you're looking crazy out here. I think, don't you? Oh, yeah. So with that being said, I told Van, Van, I'm the type of content creator. Uh, yeah, because some people make videos and some people make content. Me and Van are focusing on content, being content creators, not gang members, not glorifying a gang, not glorifying the streets, but focusing on the content, the creation, creative mindsets. That's the goal. That's always been the goal. And what can we do to save other people to deter them from ending up in our same situations, near-death experiences? So I say, Van, videos could be very harmful to the public if you're not aware of the type of content you're pushing out. Not only could they be harmful to the public, but they could be harmful to the individual that the situation happened with. I'll give you a prime example. Picture me telling a story on how you 
was with me in 1992 on Rikers Island. And over a phone situation, I crack you over the head with the phone, pick you up, body slam you, put you in the finger four leg lock until you tap out, and then smash you over the head with a chair. And on top of all that, you go to the CO and say, I can't live here. That's quite an embarrassing experience. One of the big things that human beings are big on is don't embarrass me. Do not make me look bad as a man, as an individual. So years passed, and this dude who you hit with the chair, cut, hit with the phone, slammed him, made him go pack his bags. People change. A dude that wasn't that gangster at a certain point could the next month be the biggest murderer you ever met in your life. In fact, he could have became a serial killer. And you don't even know it. People's lives change. The way they carry themselves change. The story will always remain the same. But there can be a different ending to that whole story. People get infatuated and get uh, overwhelmed with information when it is about them. Repeatedly watching the video you made about them. So the story could end like this. I'm the guy that you said the story about. I'm at home. It's dark. It's lonely. One of those depressing nights. I click, pop, YouTube, there you are. Yeah, man, in 1992, I took big time. I put him in the finger four leg lock. Bomb, yo, it was crazy, son. You should have seen him. He was wobbling. He was all over the place. And then we made him pack up. You feel me? Boom, stay tuned. Tomorrow we got part two on how this bimbo, and however you're telling the story, and even if you're saying it with some humor or you're saying it like straight up and down like, yo, bro, so I was on Rikers Island and I smashed him over the head with the phone. You know what I mean? Because we was putting in that work. And it's your time to shine. But behind that screen lies an individual who's very torn up, who's like, mm, you in Brooklyn? I, he starts looking at all your videos now. He recognizes that door. If anything within that video, he knows where that door is at. If you're like me, and shout out to Hocus Four-Fifths, brother. Because we was just talking about this, bro. And I'm sorry I forgot your name, bro. I'm bad with that. Sorry, bro. He's a hell of a dude. And that's why I keep mentioning him because I know good people. And I've had the opportunity to meet Hocus a few times. And they're the same, bro. They're good people fucking dudes trust me i know a good dude when i see one and when i talk to one i got a very good judge of character in the few seconds of me just talking to you and and, and, and i'll keep you around me and hocus four-fifths brother was able to know that i wanted to keep him around me i went back to talk to him we left each other i still wind up going back around him we walked down the block together to the building uh, uh while he was going to do something he was like yo boy give me a second you know, and um, I just knew I was, I was comfortable with him. I was good, to be real. And even though I was in a neighborhood where I ran around like a maniac, uh, 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 I knew that I was with a good person. And you, even though you're going to get busy or whatever, you're not a straight penko. You're probably halfway penko, right? But you knew that 
he rocks like I rock, you're not doing nothing to this individual while he's with me. Because we old school like that. Like, you could do that on your own time. But right now, while we're together, you're going to respect my presence. And there's not a lot of people like that left. They'll let you get washed. You out of here, bro. And they be like, oh, shit, I ain't got nothing to do with that. You heard he was just talking to me. No, no, no. They violated you, bro. While you talking to me, this person is talking to me, you're not doing nothing to them, bro. I'm here, bro. Hello? You're going to acknowledge that, buddy? I'm going to make sure that you do. So anyway, with that being said, how the fuck did we get there? Anyway, the bottom line is that... Oh, Hocus Four Fifth Brother tells me, uh, yeah, you know, people like us or something of this nature of the conversation, we have a photographical memory. That's a fucking powerful that those words right there are super powerful if you pay attention. And I started to tell him a story about Rikers Island. When we beat this brother up. It was a black dude, if you must know, with respect to everybody. Because people always ask, what was he? Was he Spanish? Was he? he was black, right? And the blacks were jumping him. Supposedly, he was an opposition gang. And again, here we go. I'm telling a story about the dude we put through the, through the gate, right? Had him screaming to the CEO. How do you think this guy feels when he hears this story? You think he's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what happened, bro. <laughs> These dudes are cool, man. They're making videos now. Man, that's awesome. Mom, look, I'm on TV. No. He's like, bro, when I see you, I'm washing you up. I don't care how famous you are. I don't care how tough you are. We have a problem. But he could have let it pass being that it was in the past. So you're re-bringing up stories and opening up old wounds. So a situation that was once left alone is now resurfaced to its highest ability. And this is where I'm getting at. The photographical memory is that that guy, when we did that to him in Rikers Island, he started screaming out, I just want to see my father. I just want to talk to my father. I just want to see my father. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? A grown, brolic dude with a head bigger than a Samoan wrestler, respectfully, is screaming out for his father. But when I went in my cell and I laid down, for some reason, it came to my mind. Of words in the back of my skull. I just want to see my father. I just want to talk to my father. And it's crazy how a dude that you just finished hurting can embed something within your brain because guess what the reality of it all was? I just wanted to see my father. I would just love to talk to my father. It's crazy. That's exactly how I was feeling. So I took my anger out on other people and other men. When the reality of it is, as tough as I wanted to be, as macho as I was acting around the jail, I too needed a father. <sighs> anyway. It gets like that sometimes. Sorry, guys. So, Van, 
Hocus Four Fifth Brother, photographical memory. This guy was just looking at us through the other side of the gate. And everybody's like, yo, why he's just looking like that? And I come out and I say, he has a photographical memory. He's taking pictures of everybody. Y'all in for a big surprise. This dude is going to be a problem. Every corridor we walk through, every hallway we walk through, be on point because he's popping. And this was at a time when the bloods were washing up the crypts and putting them through the ringer, bro. Like making them cry. Like, see, I can't go in there now. I seen it happen, bro. And even when crips hear that, even though we're telling a story respectfully and I got a lot of crips that I love and crips that I talk to. And Crips, I might admire for the things they did on the low. And I don't show it. And I show the total opposite. But the reality of it is, I'm grateful that you did what you did. Having still been a Latino, just I didn't agree with the Crip part in those years. But your Latino status and the respects that you... uh, uh, uh uh, a demand from others, I admire it. And we're talking about people like probably Blue Boy. That people think I don't like him. I don't know why. Like, I never talk bad about this dude. Everything I talk is good. It is meant good. If you're taking it in the wrong contents, that's on you and how you watch videos and your understanding capabilities of what's being said. I don't respect the move. Of in those years turning crip. That I don't. But a lot of other shit I admire. Believe that. From teaching Van a history of himself and his people. From grabbing Latinos when they come in. And just teaching them knowledge. Not convincing them to join what you join. But just giving them an opportunity to become better people by making them read. That is an awesome fucking person. So anyway, photographical memory. Hocus for fifth brother brings that up, and I'm like, wow, bro, it's funny you said that because A, B, and C, I'm explaining to him the whole Rikers Island situation. He's looking at me like I'm fucking crazy. And then he says, Warpath, I watch you because you're a smart dude. You can get crazy sometimes and non-understandable, but if a person really listens to you, You're a bright street dude. And you're outside right now with me. In the gutter. In the slums. My man. This was not even a week ago. With that being said. And not only was I outside. Everybody that was around me. I knew. Except when his friends came. Bloods or whoever. Right? It's no secret. Everybody knows. He's not hiding nothing. He's one of the good ones. So is Hocus. They one of the good bloods, bro. You know, and respectfully, they were hard to find back in the days. But Hocus has became a full turnaround good man, bro. Not that he never was, but his way of thinking is a lot different. So I pick up real shit. I'm a real sniggy. Miggy? Huh? So with that being said, uh, 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 yeah, 
Fucking, uh, what are we talking about, guy? <laughs> I like these episodes. There's nothing like really interfering them. Just the fact of my fucking beat and sometimes me taking you off track of what I'm saying. Like, yo, bro, where the story's going and then trying to bring you back. It's like a crazy fucking hustle and debate with my brain because I want to go outside, but yet I got to finish the app. And it's like, I don't know. I can't explain it, but they cool and they radio-like type situations. Oh, it leads me to this. After this, we're going to get into the story. In fact, I'm going to make another episode right after this one, guys. So stay tuned. It's back-to-back droppings. Boom. We're going to talk about how I feel of Hocus being top 10 on Clubhouse and Whack 100 having the hater juice in them, bro. That is some gossip, some ill shit. And then I'm going to tell you about when I was number 13 in the top list notify page of Apple Podcasts in New York City, the UK, and Canada. We was left for a minute, baby. And we getting it back to that bitch. And we taking over the Clubhouse situation. I hate Clubhouse. I'm always going to hate Clubhouse. But we're going to pop in that bitch just to let them know it's on the lockout. Gang! Oh yeah! It's about to be on fire. Nah, I'm just kidding, bro. Should we? <laughs> We're not going to Clubhouse. But we might. I downloaded the app, which it got me kind of upset because I understand who owns it and what's really going on. And I'm working on my own app and my own software. So when you stream, you come to our sites. I'm not going to tell you the name because people are big stealers like Mr. Campbell. Shout out to Hassan Campbell. Stealer, be biter, don't stop tanker. Tell it to your face, you ain't nothing but a boom, boom, Yo, let me ask you something. Do you know I was born and raised in Sunset? Sunset AKA AKA Gunset Shout out to the whole Sunset Park, bro I love you, man If you're from Sunset Park and you dislike me, you're a hater. You're one of the worst people that man or God or anyone can make. I, everything I do, I big up Sunset. And when I get a hater that's from Sunset, it makes me like almost want to cry to the point where I have feelings, bro. And it makes me feel bad, almost to the point where I don't want to pod no more. Or not even like pod no more, I don't want to mention Sunset no more. Because my claim to fame was not Sunset. I climbed up the ladder and then started mentioning Sunset. In case you didn't know, like I didn't mention Sunset and it took off because I mentioned Sunset Park or anyone from Sunset Park. Right, I never told people where I was from because people thought I was from Harlem. They thought I was from the Bronx. They thought I was from Minnesota, anywhere. Because I've been everywhere, right, in these boroughs. But Sunset Park didn't make me, bro. Like, I never used the name, oh, I'm going to explode and blow up on these platforms using Sunset Park. No, 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 no. We did that first. Then I mentioned Sunset Park. So when I get a hater in the comment section, dude, it could really, like, turn me off major big. To the point where, again, I want to cry because it's like, bro, here I go. I'm bigging up the place where I was born and raised at. And you're going to hate on me because you feel it's supposed to be you 
or you're gonna think that you know me like this dude's name is obi like the whole world knows that i'm obi right i'm obi aka king warpath aka guerra el duro aka everybody knows this bro it's just I don't want people that are not my actual family, like my wife, my wife's mother, my mother, my sister, or anyone calling me Obi if you don't know me like that. It's like you need to earn the right to say OB respectfully. I know I can sound a little cocky or whatever, and that's why you like this shit. But anyway, back to what we were saying. When you say these stories, photographical memories... The person is never going to forget you. And that's where I'm getting at. If you hear a story constantly of how I stabbed you in the 90s and I'm saying your name, I'm putting your pick, I'm dragging you, I'm mentioning your gang and all types of things. It could be very disturbing to the point where you want to go find this con so-called content creator and strangle him. And that's what me and Van was talking about. The power of word, things that can happen based on video. Right. And sometimes people think like that's content or we making that's not content, bro. That's a video. Content is the creation of something, bringing it in a format video and like bringing it to real life to people like being creative. Like what is this? So being creative of telling a story that happened and a stabbing was involved and somebody being hurt. That is not creative to me because that's something that I've done just on the regular basis. So with that being said. People's feelings get hurt and that individual could turn into someone that has changed their life into an individual that's looking for you on a daily basis. And a homicide could be a, could happen. These are facts. It happens every day. If you pay attention, look it up. Guy gets killed over YouTube video. Guy gets killed over audio. Like it happens every day. The main reason why the media and I'm talking about not our media because we're like the real media right now. People tune to us for info that's happening before they go to Fox 5. This facts because they lying. They being paid to be told what to say. And then again, some of us <laughs> content creators on YouTube do get paid to talk about things to say. And one of the dudes I keep, I give it to the other day. I was like, oh, you should have not said that. But then again, it's kind of real. Is Callouts TV. Shout out to him because I tune into him and I always tell people I never hated on son, no riding, no nothing. I just know a real MO dude when I see one. And respectfully to him, he will hurt you. Believe me, I know dudes when I see them. I've been around a lot of type of dudes. Some will come for you and put you in that headlock and snap your neck, bro. I don't even need to ask nobody. I know 730 because I know myself. You understand? So anyway, he says, shout out to so-and-so female who paid me to talk about the story. <laughs> that was awesome. No, that, yo, I was like, no, no, you need to delete that, right? But it was already had thousands of views. There was no sense of it. I was, sometimes you give a person like a corrective criticism and they take it like you telling them what to do. I didn't want to play that role with him. So I just let him do what he had to do. Hopefully one day you'll listen to this and you'll laugh and be like, yo, word. And you'll look back at it and understand what I mean and not do it again. But people take it like if someone could easily just pay you for that to talk about something then anybody could pay you 
to say some other crap that's not facts, right? And that's what they try to do to me. These Jewish dudes try to pay me thousands of dollars to on the weekly basis set a narrative and talk about something that was not really going on in the world, right? And it could have started a whole lot of shit and they knew exactly what they was doing. So what I did was I knew they was doing this on the low. I started taking all their money. Boom, boom. They were sending me thousands of dollars. And then I told them I could no longer deal with you. When it got to the point, okay, today's the day to record and today's the day that it's all going to be set. They was trying to buy me first and tell me they was not interested in podcasting and news, but I already knew who they were. And this is where I learned all these games and how people manipulate situations. And I took all their money, took all their money, and they thought they was robbing me and getting over on me. And I got them. And now they mad, right? Where they try to sue me, all types of shit, and they couldn't because they try to commit... Bribery, bro, in all types of ways. If you want to get legal on shit, right? So Van and me was talking and I was telling Van how people could really get obsessed with the story you told and upset and really come for you and like try to kill you or cause you harm. And here you are thinking you're just making a video. It don't work that way. You got to make content thinking about the other people that watch. But most importantly, you got to make content thinking about the person that you're telling the story about. And oftentimes that gets lost. And when that gets lost, lives can get lost. When you stop thinking like a human and you're just thinking as a YouTuber. Thank you for tuning in to On The Lockout, one of the hottest shows in the world. We're about to end this real brief, but I guarantee you that I am more than grateful for you tuning in to all my episodes. There's a lot of new apps dropping. I might drop a video content in an audio format of one of the videos that was on the tube right here because a few people want to get to it. And it's the first video I made talking about, again, a dude that something happened with him. Cole Mega was with me. That one I may put it in an audio format. But after this, we're talking about uh, WAC 100, I think, probably. The Hocus 4-5 thing. I promised I was going to say that to a few people. Just No, they didn't pay me. I just wanted to talk about about it because I find it very disturbing that WAC 100 would be feeling in his feelings about that situation when, you know, I understand what Hocus is saying and I have a platform and I have a voice and I have an opinion and that's what we're here for. If you don't want people to talk about you, WAC 100, or to put your name in titles and all that, then don't make content. Anytime that you out there as a public figure, a content creator, a podcaster, you need to be open for the bullshit. Like, you just can't talk about people in audios and videos and make content on people and then when it's done to you it's no fair play right we're content creators let's get it let's create creative mindsets smart niggas only gang gang just because you're from the streets you don't got to be dumb smart street dudes only hashtag that